Alright, hey crew, back on the podcast today. I've got lovely Abby joining me today. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm AbsFit on Instagram and Fitness with Abby is my website. Yeah, cool. And um, what got you into the fitness industry? I um, pretty much always had like a passion for health and fitness. Um, I actually played basketball at an elite level. Then I had shoulder surgery. So that's kind of when I learned, yeah, that the gym's the way to go with it. The rehab side and just the lifestyle. So yeah, not being able to play sport was a big thing when I yeah. had that surgery. And then it kind of gave me the realisation that there's a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, especially because, was that like the first time you started lifting weights properly for the rehab? Yeah, so that, and it was just the fact, like, couldn't even move my arm, had to learn how to lift, like, a one kilo dumbbell and that kind of thing again. And it made me realise that the importance of all of that um, kind of just went from there. Yeah. yeah. And how'd you end up uh, with the shoulder injury? Was that from basketball itself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so dislocated, tore all the ligaments and oh. chipped the bone. So I had, like, a re-stabilisation done. Jeez, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so I got you into the fitness stream. Uh, how long have you been in it for now? Um, actually, last week was one year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. There you go. So you made, one it, year. made it more than like 80% of the PTs out yeah, there. Yeah, because isn't it like six to 12 months is the lifespan of a trainer or something now? Yeah, yeah, most, yeah, most, yeah. Well, even since I started, which was like six years, almost six years ago, um, it was, yeah, I think out of the class I was in for my cert three and four, uh, there was 32 in the class and there's yep. only three of us still doing it now. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Far out. That's a big drop. Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 I well, think it's... only a handful of mine actually went on to doing it. I yeah. don't know what the rest did, but <laughs> not that. Yeah. Well, there's some people my sir that just did it cause, um, they just want more knowledge about things yeah. as well. Um, that training and different things. Yeah. So yeah. Understandable, but. Yeah. expensive way to learn. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Yeah. How'd you find your course and like when you went through it and did everything? It's actually really good. Yeah. So I've kind of knew a lot of stuff surprisingly because I did it in human bio and yeah. it kind of just like crossed over. It was just more in detail. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not too bad. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you first started working as a PT, where'd you, where'd you start working out? Um, well, I actually was still living down south and driving up to Perth just to study so I was yeah. living at my brother's. Um, so I'd drive back down south on the weekends. When you and say work, down south? Like Collie, two and a half hours. What are you doing over in Collie? Yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> that's such, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's a decent drive. I know. Yeah. So I'd be up here Monday to Thursday. And yeah. then I'd go back, work at the gym on the weekends. There's only one gym down there. So I was there. And then I'd come up here. Is that the gym at the um, police centre? Is that the like the YMCA or something? Or is oh, that there's that, and then we actually have Plus Fitness now. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, we got last, an actual one. Last time I was in Collie, I was training at that one. The um... Yeah, the PCYC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> so old. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was like, it's going to fall apart. We've upgraded <laughs> since then, yeah. Yeah, oh, good, good. <laughs> there's sort of that cafe on the strip, that purple cafe that does like... Um, Collie Fields? Maybe it does like an amazing steak sandwich. Is it across from Macca's? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. Hollyfields. Yep, that's yeah, yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine, good place. <laughs> yeah, you only go if you have a reason to go. I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit out of the way. Yeah, you know, my partner at the time was doing some um, doing some work down there, and I was like, I'll come along for a drive. Yeah, why so, not? Yeah, no, good times. Um, yeah, so you were down in Collie, and then you started up here, and then you moved up here to. Yeah, so I got a job up here. Yeah. Um, I had a few offers, and then I kind of chose the one that I thought was right for me. And then, yeah, moved up, got my house in October last year, my partner and I. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, moved into that um, and was just working 
yeah. until, yeah, end of January. Yeah, and then but, vaccinations and all that happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so didn't really have any time or a choice in that. Um, mm. But I just did what I thought and I knew was best for me, and that's not to get something that's got no long-term. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy how that's, um, you know, you, it's kind of like, you know, saying in a way, if you get sick, uh, you know, it's your choice whether you get sick or not and it's yeah. your choice how you deal with the symptoms and it's like, well, pretty much said in the fitness industry and a lot of other industries that you have to get vaccination because, you know, regardless, you'll still get sick, but yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But there's no, it doesn't, it's been proven that it doesn't actually stop the transmission it doesn't... Clearly not. Yeah, it doesn't decrease anything, <laughs> yeah. so... Yeah, oh, yeah. it's very, uh, it's absurd. Yeah. yeah. Crazy world we live in. Definitely, but yeah, I don't think it should have been mandated in our industry, that's for sure anyway. Mm. Health and fitness industry, so... Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I think last time we had a conversation about it was, you know, how we promote health and we promote exercise, eating the right food, getting sunlight, yeah. getting sleep, but apparently we're not healthy enough to... To fight off something that's got a death rate of like 0.3% or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you said you've had um, COVID yeah, yourself. Yeah, we had and, it. Yeah, and how'd you go? Yeah, literally it's nothing. Nothing yeah. like it's made out to be. Yeah. So, I uh, just bored for six, seven days and that's it. But you painted your house. Yes. House <laughs> renovations. Um, played a lot with the dogs. Yeah. And kind of rearranged my home gym. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we ordered loaded cookies. Because, oh, like, what else do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so they were good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good times. And uh, what have been some of your, I suppose, your biggest learning curves about the fitness industry so far? Um, it's a bit of a hard one there, but pretty much you have to have a value and belief in yourself and you've got to know your own why. Don't just follow what other people say and the trend and what they do. 100%. Especially with, like, everything that's happening now. You've got to stay true to what you believe. Otherwise, what are you promoting to your clients? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, and, like, when you're, I suppose, like, with that thing, you know, we went through with gyms being mandated for vaccinations, you probably find out who your true friends are during oh, that time. Yeah, definitely figured out a lot of people um, and just who actually supports your decision as well. Yeah. So that was a big thing. I kind of kept to myself about it, and I still do, really. Like, I don't really say much about it because I just know it's not worth the argument. I know where I stand. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... If I can support everyone's choice of whatever they choose, I just hope that they would support mine. But knowing that, like, obviously few people don't, that's fine. Like, they can go their way. I'm still happy if they do or don't get it. Um, just for myself, I know, obviously, I didn't want to get it. I won't get it. Yeah. I've already had it over and done with, and yeah. I've literally... Fine, perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you work so hard on your health and your fitness and your, your immune system, and you build everything up to a certain point. Like, why put something in your body that you don't know what it's going to do? Mm. And if you're so cautious in your everyday life, making sure you do the right things and you eat the right things, I'm not going to tear that back down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you. And it's, uh, it's amazing how polarized people become on it in the sense of, like, you know, if you just choose not to have a vaccine, apparently you're in anti-vaxxer yeah whereas it's pro-choice like everyone should have a choice in the matter pro-medical choice it's like well maybe I don't want to take medication if I don't want medication no like if I don't put anything in my body now like if I have a headache drink water you know have a nap or something you don't just go take Panadol and this and that and whatever so why take something for basically a cold yeah if you're over it in a couple days anyway yeah exactly like it's uh it always blew my mind I did a video probably about 
eight months ago where I just said like, uh, this is during the lockdowns uh, yeah. when we had two lockdowns last year. Yeah. I just said, look, like regardless of whether you get a vaccine or not, uh, they're still going to lock you down. And I just, I just asked the question, um, more of a train of thought is what's the point of locking us down? Um, if everyone's going to be vaccinated, like how does that stop anything? Exactly. You know, it just stops businesses from making money. Yeah. Stops people from making an income. Yeah. Um, stops people living their life. And it's like, yeah. what's what's the point of it, right? Um, and people are like, you're an anti-vaxxer. Like, no, we're just stating facts and they can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's not something I chose to enforce no. um, in my gym either. Like, I didn't try to enforce, you know, people wearing masks and seeing everyone's proof of vax. I was like, cool. If you don't have COVID, don't come in. I mean, Literally. If you, yeah, if you have COVID, don't come in. That's, that's it. like with anything. If you're sick, you just stay at home until you're yeah. better. It's the same concept. Like if you had gastro, you don't go into coals and spread it to everyone. I know. You stay at yeah. home. So it's the I'm same thing. on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the same thing. Just stay at home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like, uh, I mean, yeah, there are, there's some people that create quite a huff and puff about, about the situation in the sense that, you know, oh, you don't wear a mask, you don't do this, and like, what's oh, my choice? Yeah, <laughs> they've like, proven that they don't stop anything. They yeah. don't stop the spread. They don't reduce the symptoms. I can so. understand wearing one if you've got a bit of a cough and you're not yeah. sure what you got and you're going to go visit your 90-year-old grandma. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you're around all your healthy mates, then you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. And the rules don't really make sense with things anyway. Like, you have to wear it if you walk around, but the moment you sit down and have a drink, you can take it off. How does that... Because uh, COVID doesn't like people that sit. That's it, that's, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you sit down... It just dead. jumps over. It just <laughs> it's just like... Skips you. It's a no-go zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good about to talk about like that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I, did a, I did a podcast similar to this, but we are um... Me and uh, me and another guy were just we're just banging on about uh, supplement companies like Herbalife and Isogenics and all that. Yeah. And we're like just hitting it hard about how you know a lot of it's doing marketing and making some sort of money and making people feel fearful that they're missing out on something. Yes, this is a very similar situation oh, with yeah. um, vaccines and COVID and wearing masks. It's like people are so scared of COVID, and which is technically. A, it super, is. A cold, super cold, they call it now. Well, the coronavirus is literally just a stream of the cold. It, yeah. When you look up the original cold, it says coronavirus in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's another strain of a cold yeah. um, or influenza. And um, yeah, and it's just people get so fearful about that. I swear, you, know, you see people driving around in their car by themselves with wearing a mask. On. I know. You see people swimming at the beach with a mask on. It's like, yep, that's... It's like it's stop it. 101, isn't it? Oh my god! Yeah, because the media's put it out there to be like, if you don't wear this, if you don't do that, you are going to die, basically, and you're not. Yeah, it's I look very around sad. you. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, sad. I suppose like it's, you know, on the other side of it too. You look at governments and the people who are giving the message. They're just told exactly what they have to tell by whoever officials that tell them what to do, and, yeah, and off if they, they go. Don't, then. Yeah, the medical better. license is gone. That's been threatened with doctors and nurses. Yep. And if they don't follow the rules, they get strikes. Yeah. So, yeah. whole system in place that people don't even know about. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, from a business perspective, how's that? Uh, I'm guessing that's had quite a toll on your business. Oh, massive, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, can't be in the gym. So, a couple days notice there, not even, because the mandate was changed for the fitness industry. So apparently it wasn't going to be mandated. Then it got pushed back to it was. Um, 
So I think there's like three days notice maybe. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. And you've been at the last gym for about a year? Yeah, nearly a year, yeah. yeah. So building up the clientele, kind of like a, a brand for myself there and what I was Which about. takes about a year to do. Yeah, and then to feel like that was all taken away which it kind of was in a way in that perspective. I was just lucky enough that I owned my home so I could have a home gym because if you were renting or something, you can't do that. So yeah. you've got to be really careful like that. Mm. But, and my clients as well, they were great. Pretty much all of them are really understanding and they still train with me from there. So that's so nice to have like a little support network that support my choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like my my business as well because without them I couldn't do it so yes that was great to have them yeah. and good on you for staying in the industry because it's, it's hard it's oh, hard yeah. when you uh, have setbacks like that yeah um, I mean freaking, I've been in the industry for just over five come up six years but yeah you get so many from different things as well that's um yeah it's all just part of the game can't oh, really yeah. predict COVID though <laughs> oh no yeah no and everything that keeps changing so at least with my home gym I know I can be at home and that kind of can't be taken from me yeah you're so in control yeah yeah and like yeah home safe my space my kind of people you can be selective with who you're around as well yes yeah, yeah. so it's nice what was your experience working in a commercial gym i loved it actually it was really good just yeah. the aspect of being around trainers people like i miss that yes <laughs> at yeah. home if you Shooting don't have a client there you're like alone <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's quiet yeah <laughs> So I miss that aspect of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. And equipment, the range of equipment I miss yes. that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when training clients and they've got something they can't do, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, all right, let's just switch from a barbell to a dumbbell and otherwise it's just, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing body weight. Yeah, you're doing body weight. Ah, <laughs> oh, I get you, I get you. Um, what about like, uh, I'm always like, you know, uh, I suppose emotional um, impact it's had on you over that oh. time. Massive. So, yeah, when I got told what was happening, that really broke me. Um, I don't know how you kind of mentally prepare yourself for that, being told everything you just work for is, like, over, unless you go and get this jab. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting it. And that was kind of it. There's no follow-on from that. It's either a yes or a no thing. Like, you can either work or you can't work. So that was pretty shit, to be honest. Um, And following that as well, it's been really hard because you've only got certain amount of people you can talk to about stuff um and like client wise work wise you know it's really hard to promote a business if you don't know that many people up here either like how do you promote that they don't know who I am <laughs> or they don't know where I'm located or what I do so it's that as well mm. but, sad isn't it yeah uh, so that uh I remember you saying off previous conversation that you didn't get a lot of support from the, the people you're working with um, in the sense of like afterwards, like check-ins and just see how you're doing, business was yeah. going, which is sad because, you know, when you're, when you're invested in any sort of business or company and you put your business in there, it's, um, you expect some sort of return out. Yeah, it was a bit sad. I think everyone feels a bit tied up in the whole thing as well. Um, obviously what you can and can't say and what you can and can't do. So I think they're kind of, yeah, stuck <laughs> I mean, on that. We all have a choice, really. Yeah, yeah. it's just a horrible situation, really. And you're, you're a good example of, you know, you, you have a choice and you stick to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people go, oh, so many people can't do that. You know, they can't, can't go do another job. I'm like, well, you can. If everyone just said no, all this shit would be over in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But everyone just goes for it and then they go, oh, now I'm due for my booster. <laughs> oh, 
you know, I've got to get my kids vaxxed to go here. And it just goes on and it repeats the cycle. And instead of just breaking it and saying no, everyone just keeps saying yes. Yeah. And then complains about it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's, um, yeah, it, it really is absurd. And I think the amount of, amount of pain and suffering that's caused, uh, and like biggest one being obviously financial loss for people oh, yeah. um, who have been out of work because of it. It's, uh, yeah, it's very easy for someone who, you know, earns a very good wage to go, oh, look, we don't, uh, we need to mandate this. And if you don't have a job, whatever. Yeah, they're like, it's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very easy for someone to point the finger, but when you yeah. know people's livelihoods depend on it. Yeah. yeah, like I know people that have lost their houses and they've lost everything because they're doing what they believe in. Whereas everyone else just says yes and then complains about it. Yeah. And how many times can you say yes? How many more are you going to do? Because apparently the fourth one was just rolled out now. Yeah. Today, actually, that was said. So, for uh, like healthcare workers and people over 65, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like the fourth one. And how long has that been? A few <laughs> months, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, crazy, eh? <laughs> Yeah, is it really is really is madness. Um, yeah, that's it, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got some of the stat things actually yeah, go for from it. what was it? Pfizer's documents were released as well, so there was that big yep. document that came out, um, and also the media that aren't reporting any of no, the stories. No, they're, they're, they're not even allowed to. And that the pharmaceuticals <laughs> received the tax break. Yeah. Um, $60 million over 12 months tax concession if they weren't saying the truth, basically, if they did what the government said. Yeah. That. And with some of the stats, where is it? I love how, how true and some people will be listening to this. I'll be like, ah, oh, oh, how I dare know. they? How dare they talk about facts? And Literally. How, how dare they not non-doctors talk about stuff that isn't doctor stuff? <laughs> 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 well, the average death from COVID was 83 and a half years old and there was mm. less than 90 people who have died from COVID alone. Less than yeah. 90 people. Mm. Yet in Australia, heart disease is our leading cause yeah. of death. Yeah, which is the biggest thing you can do is and then you go take, to the gym. Yeah, you <laughs> take exercise rights away from people and then wonder why the obesity rate's going up and the high blood pressure rate's going up and heart disease. Yeah, and it's amazing because like, you know, there's so many... You know, not only heart disease, but also, you know, if you look at cancers, if you look at uh, different types of blood diseases or even different types of influenza, yeah. um, even the common flu itself, that has such a high death toll. And then you look at alcohol and smoking and everything yep. else that goes into it. Um, and yeah, obesity. Yeah. It doesn't stop. And no. the death rates just go... If you could see the death toll, if you could see how many people are dying on an actual clock every single day from every single disease and you looked at COVID, you'd be fucking, it would just blow your mind yeah, that we're not talking realize, about this. Yeah, yeah. That it's not what it's made out to be, basically. Mm. It's just a fear scam and that's what it was from the start. Yeah. And the Pfizer trial was 45,000 people and of that, 1,223 people died in the trial. Oh, God. Out of 45,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's horrible, way. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So to have such a high death rate in a trial and then something that's just being pushed onto people. Yep. With no long-term evidence, nothing that says that it works. I love how when you give people these facts, right, and the people that are so hardcore believers that the vaccination, the government is doing the right thing, 
you give them the facts that the company that produces the drug releases, they go, nope, I don't want to look. I don't look at yeah. it. Even though like Pfizer it. said it never was intended for kids under a certain age either, and now yeah. it's being pushed onto kids. <laughs> and they literally said that it was never made for anyone under a certain age. That's mm. written in the documents that was released. Yeah. And there's been no reports of children dying from COVID in Australia, but children have died from the jab. And in the first week of the rollout for children in New South Wales, the health minister went on the news saying there was only three deaths from the jab and that's a great response. Yeah, Oof. no one had died from COVID, but three jab deaths was a great response. Yeah, it's horrible, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. And it's so hard because if parents, obviously, they don't know how to get access to the facts or they're just listening to the news on the way to work and that kind of thing and they're putting out there, if you don't do this and that, you know, you'll die, you'll get this, something will happen. Yeah. So it's just the whole fear thing with it. Big time. That's what it is. Yeah, huge. And that's, uh, and that's another thing, right, is just the amount of fear driven around it to push people to make decisions that they're probably not comfortable with. Oh, no. Um, Most people, if you ask them, if you say, like, did you want it, they say no. Hmm. They didn't want it. But they just say that they had to or they needed to and, like, to I understand that. the community. That. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> most of everyone that gets vaxxed now even has COVID. <laughs> exactly. So wow. what did it stop? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cold. You just get on, get on with life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, like I said, I can understand for people over a certain age, like a, like the you know just any flu vaccine, um, for having the reason of a higher risk of dying from it because you know they don't because want to get it, sick. Yeah, yeah, you've got underlying things at a certain age because yeah, people are older. Like Most people that. are on a million meds because they've got, you know, Alzheimer's or heart disease or something. Oh, man, it's horrible. It doesn't stop, eh? No. It's, <laughs> it's like, here's another one and another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm not a doctor. I definitely no. don't work in government. But um, it just seems like one big scheme to make a lot of people a lot of money. A lot of people making a lot of money off this. Oh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. it was proven that ivermectin kills COVID, but they didn't want to use that as a treatment. Instead, they want to give you how many jabs? Three, four, five, six, and it just keeps going. Yeah. So yeah. there's no money in giving people a treatment, just like with any disease. <sighs> there's no money in giving a treatment because then no one's sick. Exactly. And there's no money in um, promoting exercise. No. And fitness outdoors and yeah. going for a walk and getting some yeah, sunlight. Yeah, simple stuff, hit your steps. <laughs> and getting some, getting some good sleep as well. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, money being made to promote that. No, so instead they put it on, take this vitamin, take this tablet, drink this, and then you'll sleep and you'll feel better. Yeah. Whereas you just went to bed oh. an hour earlier. Might change the name of this when I post this episode, if anyone's listening, to the antivaxxer.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just to trigger the shit out of people. <laughs> Get a lot of views with that one. I know. Oh, Maybe we God. can educate a few people. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I love talking about controversial topics in the sense that, to me, it's just talking and conversating, but people get... Um, and I don't know if you've found this in the fitness industry much, but how easily people get treated about things. Yeah, if they don't align with what you yeah. think, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and people like lose their shit. And this has been like the hardest thing to talk about because people are so opposite ends of the scale. You're either like, you know, pro-choice or you're completely like, get your vaccine, and that's it. So to talk about this, it's either going to get a lot of people that are like, wow, okay, I didn't know that, so that's interesting, or you're going to have the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. So... We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's man. okay. Doesn't bother me. I've been in the fine line of contrary. Usually, every every three to 
between three to six months, I like to put out some sort of content that I know is just going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> people always ask me why I do it. I just say it makes me feel like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Being able to talk about the topic that no one else will. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I swear a lot of the time people get mad at me. I think last time I put it out, I just said, um, apparently it's just because I, I get quite a few guys that message me about different things um, to do with girls. And I'll be like, oh, my girlfriend left me. And rah, rah, rah. Um, feeling depressed and I'm like cool man like go take care of yourself and then once you've taken care of yourself stop fucking complaining go live some shit and get on with life because once you level up everything else in life gets better yeah. I know this because I've done it so I always speak from experience um, and people are like oh you're friggin man shaming you're saying guys can't have emotions like, and no, you're just, oh, man I was like that's yeah people take it either one way or the other yeah, way exactly. yeah exactly like, people either go full swing one way or full swing the other yeah. way um, and yeah, I always say to people, look, like if anyone ever has a problem with anything you say, especially when it comes to online stuff, they'll call you if they want to. Yeah. No one, no one calls you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? Phone like, calls are outdated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if, if people actually had an issue with you, they'll sit down if you have a coffee. Like they'll do something. What yeah, a like talk, talk through yeah. it. Kind of like understand where here. they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Do a podcast about it. Like chat about it. Cause that's, yeah. that's what. That's where most dialogue and conversation and the best conversations in history, if you look back to um, ancient Greeks and philosophers across the board, is they'd have open discussions and dialogue amongst yeah. each other in public, very similar to how you do a podcast or yeah. like anything like that. Um, and that's where the best sort of information comes from. But now it's very, you know, this person said that, so you've let's be, just not listen to them and yes, we just do this. You've got to yeah. be so cautious what you say and who you say it to, yeah. opposed to being able to, yeah, sit here and talk over something and hear both sides. Yeah. 100%. You can't even say a joke these days without getting slapped on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening to us at any other time other than, we're in March, we're April, April 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wolf Smith just recently slapped Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife, which, um, yeah. That was on a sticker on that Orong Road, you know, when it says the police and the city yeah. now targeting Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at that one because we drove past. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you live out, you're out near Canville area, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyone trying to find Abby to come train with her if you're um, looking for a private pro, home pro studio? Pro-choice, yeah. Pro-choice, yeah, 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 yeah. Canville area. Yes. Yeah. So you find me. And I've got two dogs that sit at the window so you can look at them in your sessions and it's oh. the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and what about your, um, what about your family, like your immediate family, like uh, your partner and your parents and things like that? How do they feel about your decision? Do they have much influence? Full supportive. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, yeah, one huge supportive family. Um, my parents, my partner. Yeah. Everyone's pro-choice with all of us. So that's really good to have that support network. I didn't feel like alienated at all. Mm. Um, and obviously it was a huge decision. Like my mum was with me the Sunday night before the mandate rolled in on that Monday morning. So she was with me when I had to word the message to all my clients and yeah. yeah. So she was there for all of that. Um, my dad is a farmer, so he's just like, you know, just chill with it all. Yeah. Um, and my brother up here as well and his family. So, yeah, they're all pro-choice too. So, it's really good. We go to, like, the rallies and stuff. Um, do, like, the car ones. All of it. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we actually went yesterday. Yeah? Yeah. So, the little car rally that we did um, up to stadium, actually. Yeah. When, yeah, the derby was on. So, it's pretty good. Oh, good Just honest. trying to spread some 
awareness basically to yes. let people know if they're on the fence about things thinking you know is anyone mm. fighting for this still or is it kind of just dropped no we're still doing stuff behind the scenes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I get you like um and another thing going back to social media too is that you notice how quickly people change topics too oh yeah like you know one week it's um oh friggin vaccines and anti-vaxxers next week it's Ukraine and Russia next yeah. week is fucking whatever Will the Smith media and, is yeah. yeah whatever whatever what the media pushes dished out in the news people will grab onto and follow yeah like and I love using this word because it triggers people but like sheep yeah it makes people like sheep yeah, yeah. it's a sheep herd or a herd there's actually a good book called Herd Mentality um, which is about why people um, will leave their individuality to be a part of a group and then reduce their individuality to fit into a group yeah. so in other words like they will sacrifice their own self-beliefs and their own self-values yes. to make themselves feel better about being in a group scenario. Yeah. Um, which is quite sad because, yeah, you know, and you're a good example yourself is staying true to your individual self yeah. and staying true to your own values. I've always been like that. Never one to follow anyone or anything. <laughs> what made you like that? Um, I'm curious. I think my mum's influence, mostly. Yeah, so my mum's a really strong, confident, outgoing person and... Yeah, she helped basically guide and shape who I am. So, yeah, I love that. And um, what uh, what age did you do you think that's always been with you for like childhood? Is that something that molded as you got older? I think. I mean, you're still very young. You're yeah, nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> um, pretty much my whole life, especially with the sporting stuff, because I used to doubt myself a lot, and Mum would always kind of reinforce and let me know, like, no, you are what you put your mind to, and if you want to be this and that, you know, portray yourself as that, put in the work. And from that, I'm like, well, I can be whatever I want to be and I can do whatever I want to do. So I'm not going to be told you have to do X, Y, A Z. to be, yeah. yeah, Z, basically. Like, no, it's not how I work. Good girl. Good on you, eh? <laughs> I think it's such an important message, especially for a lot of um, young females out there. And uh, I don't know, do you, do you have any experience with, like body image growing up or anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Massively as well. Yeah, through mm. high school. So all of that. I remember like when it was the 1,200 calories and you wouldn't eat anything more than that and like horrible shit. <laughs> Whereas now I'm like eating two and a half thousand and it's oh, the best sweet. thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that also because you're, you're quite tall and you naturally seem to, I don't know, is that naturally you seem to hold quite a bit of muscle mass as well? Yeah, I think yep. so. I've always been lucky like that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I do remember. That would have been up. hard as a younger yeah, because teenage it was, girl. There was like muscle was not cool. You know the look then. No, no, it was like a lot of the girls were just really slim, and they were always naturally slim. I remember growing up, and I was always like a little bit taller. I went through the chunky phase where you go like out and then up. So that was me up until I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of found like the gym, working out, running, all of that. And then it kind of just went from there. Yeah. And uh, what, I suppose, again, up to you if you want to talk about, but what sort of battles did you face like mentally going through that stage? Um, the food one was mm. definitely a big one. Because I remember that's when I got Instagram too. I think that's kind of when it was like a thing when I was like 12, 13, 14. Yeah. And it was all like your Insta models that wouldn't eat carbs because back then it's like you don't eat carbs, you know. Girls don't eat this. Girls don't eat burgers. Whereas I'm like, fuck that. I want to eat. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's <laughs> so true. It's like, it's like I preach a lot. It's just, um, I think for the, the gym, a couple weeks ago, we did a 10K challenge for each of the trainers. Oh my God, I watched that. <laughs> that <was so> <laughs> <laughs> it's just to show that one, you can have fun 
and two, like even we were pushing the girls, to, uh, the ladies in the gym, just to eat. And like, yeah. You know, it was, it was a challenge. It wasn't being fearful of calories and food and different no. types of food. It was you can challenge your body any way you want. Um, you know, as long as you're having a balance between everything, it's life's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can eat things and you don't have to feel shit about eating them. It's all about moderation and balance and. Yeah. You know, if you fall off track, get back on track. You don't have to be off track your entire life. All it takes is one day to just get back on. Yeah, 100%. Every day is a new day. And, you know, for a lot of people out there struggling with body image or fat loss is remembering that, yeah, every day is a new opportunity. Um, and there's no perfect body. No. And there's no, uh, there's no one else that can be you. And that is your superpower. Exactly. Yeah. And you're always chasing the next thing anyway. You can get to a certain point and you'll be like, I want more. And that's human nature. So no matter what, you're going to want more. So you may as well enjoy where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to eat something, eat it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get you. Uh, what's your What's your favorite foods, Abby? Pasta, bolognese, 100%. Oh, straight out there. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love it. And like, pasta and bolognese. Yeah. Oh, cold pizza is yum. I don't, I like, hot, I don't like hot stuff. Why? I don't know. I just reckon it tastes better when it's cold, like the Are next you day. Dead inside? No. <laughs> like the flavour in the fridge over the night. The yeah. next day, pizza just hits different. Yeah. <laughs> What's your? Uh, is your background? You got any Italian in you? Or, no. Uh, no. There you don't go. even yeah. know. Like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Straight out of college. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and uh, that's it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And uh, what's a what's a message you'd have to young girls out there listening about things you experienced when you young? If you're curious about something, reach out to someone who's qualified 100%. Do not follow things that you see on Instagram, TikTok, because there's so much misinformation out there. And being a young age, you're susceptible to believe a lot of stuff, Vulnerable. because I know I did. Yeah. So if you've got questions, if you're not sure, reach out. 100%. Reach out to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, real life experience helps people not just listening to someone on Instagram that does it for money and followers. hundred mm, percent. Yeah. Um, what's been some of your biggest, I suppose, learning curves uh, in developing your skill as like a, as a trainer and coach and plus personally yourself? Um, communication's a huge thing. It's like right. a two way street. You've got to be open and honest to get results and also be the trainer. Yeah. So that, but I'm good because I can talk to people for ages about anything and everything. Yeah. So I found that's good. Um, and just coming up with ways to do things. Everyone's different, you know, something might work for someone, but it might not work for you and that's okay. Because there's different ways to achieve whatever you want to achieve. There's not one set path. Mm. This is true. And I suppose like for you being a taller athlete as well, um, it's harder to relate to someone who's five foot and weighs 40 kilos. Yes, yeah. that was a big thing as well. Weight, when I was younger, everyone would be like, oh, I weigh this. And I'm like, yeah, but you're half my height. So obviously I'm going to weigh a lot more than you. But that was another struggle was people comparing their weight. Like, who cares? Mm. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that was a big thing for a while. And it happens on Instagram a lot. Like, there's Because um, I'm, not, I'm not exactly a small dude. Yeah, like uh, weigh plus 120 kilos and you see some people are like particularly guys but girls also on Instagram and they look massive yep. in photos and videos on Instagram I meet them in person and they're like you know, 70 odd kilos dry wow um, and I'm like like damn does that work <laughs> like, you, you look like you just fit what happened but, um, <laughs> but it's uh, and what I mean by that uh, without saying mean is it's people uh, say for example you know if we're talking about guys um, they might look at there might be quite a big guy and they look at someone 
who looks, you know, absolutely jack and ripped online, that are literally almost half their body weight. And they want to do what they do, and they realize, you know, biomechanics play a role, yeah. uh, different food and calories play a role, different training loads and exercise prescriptions will play a role. Yeah. So, the same thing with females is, you know, if you're a, if you're a taller athlete or a uh, bigger athlete, and you're trying to compare yourself to someone online that looks super jacked, but then you realize they're only, you know, four foot nine and weigh 45 kilos. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, it can be very misconceiving for people out there. Yeah. Definitely yeah. with that, yeah. yeah. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> and it is sad because you know, there's a lot of girls I've trained uh, over the years who have had eating disorders based purely on, or sorry, the the trigger came from something they saw on social media and they copied something because of some sort of um, social influence. Yeah, I've seen a lot mm. of that going around at the moment on TikTok where people post like their weight loss and someone, like a lot of people comment, tell me exactly how you did it. And now, obviously, influencers who are actually qualified get on there and they're like, well, you have a different body type, so you're not going to do exactly what they did because yeah. you're not the same person. So people are starting to say, like, hold on, that's not how it works. Yeah. So that's good to have a bit more awareness on that. Yeah. Opposed to just, yeah, what did you do? I'm going to do the same thing. This doesn't work. Well, that's true. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up. Is there any other points you want to drop in there? Um, I think we covered a lot of things. Just yeah. What about uh, let's drop in some points about what do you have for yourself in the future? Like what's your plan, and also how do people find you? So basically, I want to eventually have my own mini facility kind of thing. Um, I love the aspect of in-person training; it's the best thing ever. And also, from everything that's happened, I want to have my own facility where I know if anything were to happen again in the future, like it's a safe space for everyone and it's inclusive of all. It's not going to be like, you have to be this or that to be able to work mm. on yourself. So I want to have like a safe training space for everybody. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do people find you? Um, so abs underscore fit with three T's on Instagram, or I have my website. It's fitnesswithabby.com and I'm based south of the river. South of the river. Yeah. Yes. Love it. So anyone listening, uh, I'll drop Abby's link to her profile in the description below. Give it a click, give it a follow, and reach out to her if you can train with her. Yes. Cheers, coming on, Abby. Thank you.